Hey, this is Taylor Elder. Thank you for tuning in to Working and Living While Black, a show that explores life as a black woman in the workplace. You can catch the show every week right here. All right. Hello again. Uh, it is me, Taylor. I'm excited to be recording. I think this is going to be my last episode. Uh, I really think the conversations that I had for the past few weeks are really powerful and I don't want to take away from that. I think any person who would join onto it would definitely add value, um, but each person really shared important parts of the story on intersectionality and what it's like to be a black woman, um, specifically in the workplace, but also when we're talking about just in life and how that looks and those experiences. I think. Um, the conversations were the right conversations for this time. Um, and so I think that taking a break and just kind of allowing us to simmer on what was said, kind of reflect on the different um, conversations really will make a longer impact than just keep adding individuals to the conversation right now. So I thought for this episode, um, I would do like a quick like reflection piece um, on each episode, but then also uh, just overall. Uh, So first starting with uh, Monica's interview, talking about expectations in the media and code switching. Uh, I'm so glad that we talked about code switching for a small piece of that interview. Um, Code switching is kind of changing the way that you present yourself or even the way that you talk um, to fit in with the group around you. And I am so guilty of that. I think I even mentioned that during uh, our conversation of I code switch all the time. I don't know if that is something that is super common. I think it is after I've talked to multiple people. Um, I think it's a common thing, but I don't know why. Like, was I just taught from a young age to code switch um, for self-preservation? I don't know, Uh, but I do know that I've seen it in my personal family. I've seen it with friends. I think it is common, but how can we work past that? How can we be more confident in who we are as individuals? Um, And just say, that's a societal issue. You know, the way I speak, if you have an issue with that, then that's a societal issue. Um, But I love that Monica was talking about being confident in who she is um, and even in her community and how I... I was wondering, you know, her being one of the only, I think she said the only black woman in her um, group that she's in, I was wondering how does that impact, you know, your experiences? And she said it doesn't. And so I was very surprised by that. Um, But I think that that's a good sign that we are moving forward. I know that that's not necessarily in the workplace, um, but just the fact that you are able to bring your personal self Um, I think that there are a lot of people who feel that way. And I think that that's a positive. And I'm glad that we talked about that. Moving on to Hannah's episode talking about uh, lack of diversity in higher education. I was completely surprised by that. Not okay. Not completely surprised. I was surprised mainly because it is a school that talks about diversity and um, wanting to make sure that students are welcome. However, when I 
when I think about it and when she said it, it was like, oh, no, that makes sense. But, like, deep down, it's like, why is that the case? There are a lot of um, black women and black men who are qualified, who are educated, who could be in these leadership positions, and yet there is still an issue. Um, And I think one piece, it's funny to me, one piece that really conflicts is there is a... um, diversity and inclusion training that I know that they offer. And so the fact that that is in complete uh, contrast of what my friend is saying um, for her experience, it was really eye-opening of organizations, whether it be colleges, whether it be private sector or public or nonprofit, whatever it be, they can have initiatives to um, be more socially aware, more socially just social justice oriented. However, you really have to look at how they're executing that and if they're actually implementing those strategies in their own personal day to day. And I think that there's a lot of organizations that aren't doing that. And so I feel this opens that conversation of how can organizations be responsible for what they are advertising? That's something that I want to know. In the third episode, uh, I talk with Tiffany, uh, who we talked about her experience being a um, leader within private sector companies, um, her place on nonprofit boards, and how she's navigated leadership as a black woman. And I must say that interview, I loved all these interviews. That interview really hit me hard. Um, because I've heard conversations of individuals who are a little bit older than me um, and their experiences, my mom, uh, my grandmother, uh, my aunts, their experiences in the workplace are extremely different from mine. And yet I still see remnants of those experiences. Um, I still see the effects of certain policies and certain cultures that are, um, that perpetuate, you know, certain injustices towards either even women or um, minorities. And Tiffany, I I felt that conversation was very vulnerable, um, but she said so many great things and really being able to see how in the beginning there was a lack of diversity and acknowledging that. But I think in the past, you know, however many years that she's been working, understanding that I am now in that leadership role and I am making an impact and there has been change. It sounds like there definitely has been change along the way, um, but the conversation still is similar. So it almost is like it's not a complete replica of certain struggles from the past, but it definitely the struggles today have been inspired and are connected directly to issues, you know, 10, 15, 20, 50 years ago. Um, and it, we haven't really made that much change. We, it hasn't been that long of a time either. And so Tiffany's, um, in my conversation, it really made me feel positive and hopeful for the future. Um, I, am naturally a pessimistic person at times. So I feel like I could see it saying myself saying, you know, we're always going to have these issues. Race is never going to be fixed. Racial issues are never going to be fixed. 
even if we want to. However, I think the social justice piece and being a socially responsible practitioner of being able to say, okay, how can I close the gap? And I think individuals like Tiffany are closing the gap um, just by even being in those leadership roles, by showing individuals, this is what a powerful black woman looks like. Um, And I want to be someone like that one day. And so I really enjoyed that conversation. During the fourth fourth episode, I talked with Reggie, who works in um, HR, and we talked about different issues and um, changes that need to be made within human resources, her experience working in a bigger city, and still how there is a lack of diversity um, within her professional setting. And I thought that that was really surprising because when I was in New York, I felt like there was more diversity However, when I was on a call with all of our national teams, I noticed that, yes, there was diversity here in the square of people living in New York, in this office. However, when you look at the whole group, that was still the minority. Like, the group I was with was representing the minorities, uh, minority group. And so that was really uh, disheartening to me, just because I feel that there is this promise, there is this message that bigger cities offer better diversity, it offers better opportunity, which is true in a way, I think. However, just because you're in a a city that has um, bigger population density does not mean that those struggles do not exist. And I think that even overlaps with some of what Tiffany and Hannah were saying with as you get higher in organization, the, la- the diversity decreases. And then Tiffany saying, oh, you also have a harder time navigating your professional career because there's not as many people who will be mentors for you. So it kind of overlaps, even though we're talking about different sectors here, it definitely overlaps to say that this is a big issue, no matter what city you're in, no matter the industry that you're working in, um, it is an issue for black women overall. And one other thing that Reggie said, um, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, but I really appreciated that she mentioned the having diversity be a part of the strategic plan in HR. And I think that that's so important. I don't have as much experience in HR and understanding if that is a piece that companies implement or not. But I think that that is a great way for organizations to be strategic and mindful of how they can address these social issues in their um, company. And that's taking on that responsibility for themselves. In episode five, I talked with Cheryl Evans. Uh, We talked about intersectionality, um, the fact that she's worked with nonprofits as well. She's worked in a public sector. um, And just the fact that also racial ambiguity has impacted her experiences. I thought that that was a really interesting conversation because I am also light-skinned, however, Um, I'm also a light-skinned African-American woman. However, um, Cheryl talks about how she um, 
people will ask her where she's from. People will ask her, um, will assume things about her because there is this ambiguity. And that is showing some of those layers of intersectionality um, where our experiences are different and the injustice is different because of our identities. Um, And so I think that that was a really good conversation to have that And it also made me realize that other individuals might have different intersectionalities that I might not have and how that also impacts their own experiences. And sometimes even as minorities, we just look at the connecting intersections of, oh, you're also black. Oh, you also identify as a woman. I feel like the past however many six individuals that I talk with, like those are the things that overlap with me. Okay, great. However, each individual also has a different layer that I didn't even understand. I didn't even acknowledge. Um, And so that is something that I took away from this conversation um, that I need to be mindful of intersections because even though we overlap in certain ways, oh yeah, I also feel... I can also relate to being a light skin. I can also relate to some racial ambiguity. I can also relate to certain things. I, even on the skin color way and colorism, that even looks different. And so talking about those and how people connect and also how people are different, I think that that was a really important conversation. And then with Deja Owens, um, we talked about accountability in the workplace and the effects that um, social issues can have on your own health. I think that was a really big conversation that I needed to have, um, for the past, even in 2020, early 2020, um, with Black Lives Matter and other situations that were happening, that were happening, um, in the United States, I would still go to work And yet there was so much stress being put on my body. And I know that that was the same for Deja. She shared, and I'm sure it was the same for other individuals who are also black women um, or just even black in general. I think that there was a lot of stress on our bodies and that impacted both our physical and mental health. And yet there wasn't a space where we could just say, I need a mental day, I need a sick day. I don't think that we're at the point, we're getting closer, but I don't. I still think we're struggling as a society to acknowledge that mental health is a health issue and that that should be included in your health days. I think I still struggle with that myself. And so the fact that I'm still working and I can't have these deep conversations or if someone wants to have a deep conversation and I really just can't take it that day, Um, there are conflicting things happening there. And I think that Deja's conversation was really important for having those um, discussions with one another, but also uh, with your employers. And also employers taking responsibility for certain things and certain policies um, that add stressors to their employees. Those are important steps that we need to take to move forward. I'm still debating if I plan to record um, more episodes after the practicum, but I do want to say that this has been an amazing experience. 
I've learned a lot from the individuals that I talk to and even the listeners. Um, and I just want to say thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you for taking the time to listen um, to these episodes. And I hope these conversations continue, even if they're not within the Working while living, working and Living While Black podcast. I think they're still important and that your story has value. So thank you. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Um, it's at underscore, or sorry, it's sorry. It's working underscore while underscore black. Um, and I also have a website um, that you can look up. It's uh, the Working and Living While Black podcast. Thank you again. And uh, let's keep talking. <laughs>